Hi, welcome to the Parkinson Vitality Project podcast, a place for open and honest discussion about how to intentionally live, move, and thrive with Parkinson's disease. I'm your host, Anne Gould, owner of Envision Physical Therapy and Wellness, where I specialize in helping people with Parkinson's live their fullest lives. Let's dive into today's episode. On today's podcast, I'm talking with Casey Farlow. Casey graduated from Tulane University School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine with her master's degree in public health and completed training to become a registered dietitian nutritionist. She has also pursued advanced training and certification in evidence-based health coaching, functional nutrition, gut health, hormone balancing, and food sensitivity treatment. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Casey created her private practice to personalize health and wellness solutions using cutting-edge science in personalized wellness alongside evidence-based nutrition therapy. Today, we're going to be talking about her experience working with people with Parkinson's and using diet and nutrition as a way to help manage symptoms and keep people healthy. Enjoy. All right. Hi, Casey. Hey, Anne. How's it going? I'm so it happy is, to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to be talking to you. We've been talking for so long. I'm glad to finally get you on. Yeah, for sure. I know we've already spent 30 minutes chit-chatting about Parkinson's and all the research. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, so now we have to go back and start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So why yeah. don't we just talk about what is a dietitian? And yeah. what does a dietitian do with someone? So if you were to have like a client, what would that look like? Yeah. So I'm a little bit different in terms of dietetics. I am a functional medicine dietitian. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with functional medicine and what that I, means? Yes, I am. Okay. So it essentially means that we look at the whole patient. So we look at your gut health, your micronutrients, your stress level, all of these things are so important in your overall health picture. Whereas traditional medicine just looks at the symptoms and the band-aid to kind of just ease the symptom, right? Which is important, but we also have to look a little bit deeper to see what could be making your symptoms worse. What are some things we can work on to improve your symptoms and help your Parkinson's progression? So instead of just the band-aid approach, we look a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. We focus on nutrition, gut health, hormones, neuroplasticity, what am I missing? There's so many things. Um, even looking at your genetics to yeah. see if there's certain detoxification issues. So we really look at the whole patient instead of just their symptoms and their diagnosis. Yeah. So when you're talking, so you're looking at like, you know, hormones and things like that. So what sort of mm-hmm. testing are you doing for that? Is that something that you're getting like blood tests yeah, or things for like that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I do what's called GI map for gut health testing, mm-hmm. um, the Dutch test for hormone testing. I don't usually do hormone stuff with my Parkinson's clients. It's usually focused on gut health. So GI map is my favorite test because it looks at your microbiome to see what do those good bacteria look like in your gut? How can we work to improve that microbiome? And what are some supplementation or lifestyle factors to improve what your gut is looking like? And it really, I mean, we're starting to connect Parkinson's to gut health. I mean, people have Mm -hmm. gut health symptoms up to 10 years before they ever have Parkinson's symptoms. And we see these same plaques in the gut is in the brain in Parkinson's patients. So if we can start to heal the gut, usually Parkinson's symptoms really improve and it's absolutely incredible. But your gut health also can dictate how well you absorb certain micronutrients. Like thiamine, we know is really important for dopamine production. 
And if you can't absorb thiamine well, then your dopamine is not going to be where it needs to be. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many components with your gut health that relate to your brain. Um, so I forgot the question, but GI map is my <laughs> favorite gut health test. Um, I do micronutrient testing as well to kind of see where your micronutrients are. Mm -hmm. um, I look at your genetics to, again, look at that detoxification ability because a lot of my Parkinson's clients have issues with detoxification. Mm -hmm. And one of the big components of Parkinson's from the research is that there usually is some sort of toxic exposure, not for everybody, mm -hmm. but for many. So pesticides, heavy metals, things like that. And we look into all of that stuff as well. So genetics, GI map. For my Parkinson's clients, those are the two tests that I really focus on to optimize brain health. Okay. Yeah. And I know that like a lot of people with Parkinson's have different, have not only the issues with absorption, but different uh, alterations in gut mobility. So they can't even like mm -hmm. move the food from one place to the other. 100%. Yeah. So mo mobility, when you have decreased dopamine, your mobility doesn't work as well. And there's certain supplementation and medications and things that can help that mobility because we want to get things moving. I always tell my clients, like, you want to go poop every single day <laughs> to have an optimized gut, and we have to work towards getting there. And usually my clients are able to get there relatively quickly, but mm -hmm. it is super important to create that mobility and get things moving to optimize your gut health so that your symptoms are better overall. And who wants to be constipated? I mean, right. it's the worst feeling, right? Yes. So whatever we can do to help that constipation and get things moving, also benefits your Parkinson's symptoms um, overall, like your neurological symptoms improve. If we improve that motility, we improve that microbiome in your gut, all of those things start to work together cohesively. And then obviously if your symptoms are down, you're probably hopefully taking less yeah. medication. 100%. And I mean, the other thing too, is everyone's like, well, I don't, you know, I want to be as well as long as possible. Well, if you're able to reduce your symptoms, then hopefully it's going to be longer until you start seeing some of those, those breakdowns that you get. Yeah. I mean, you will reduce your progression if you eat well, take care of your gut health. I mean, the research shows us that, you know, we have the research update for 2020 for Parkinson's that I'm going to have you guys have the link so that you can get it. But we have tons of studies now showing that good nutrition helps prevent progression. I mean, not necessarily prevent it, but definitely slows it down, but can potentially reverse some of your symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, and I see that in my client population and those that have been through our gut health protocol actually tell us like my symptoms are getting better, um, even better than I was when I was diagnosed how many years mm -hmm. ago. So you don't have to progress. And there are things that are in your control, um, like gut health, like diet, like supplementation that's been proven to help with Parkinson's. And we can kind of go into some of that stuff too um, about supplementation and certain mm -hmm. supplements that have been proven to be beneficial. Um, but yeah, we have lots of research to show, you know, that nutrition plays a huge role in how your disease progresses. Yeah. Um, and most physicians won't tell you that, unfortunately, because they just don't understand the new research. They weren't taught that in med school. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of that like, oh, you have these symptoms, you have Parkinson's, take this medication so you can feel better, which is important. That piece of the puzzle is important, but we also have to look at these other things that are going to keep you or lessen your progression and slow it down. Um, and many things are correlated with slower progression that you can control.
Absolutely. And I think, you know, if it's just such a different mindset, like from the, mm -hmm. again, the physician side there, that yeah. is what they do. They, they prescribe medication. Like that right. is their, and they're great at it. They're great right? at it. And that's what they're supposed to be great at. That's what yeah. I want them to be great at. Exactly. You know, it's just, you know, I always, I like to say that you should really have a team approach with Parkinson's. Like it shouldn't just be, you know, just your doctor running the show. Like you should really just have that team around you so that you get a little, all that information from all the people that you need it from. Yeah. It has to be an integrated approach. It has yeah. to be physical therapy. So important. Yes. Nutrition. So important. Mindfulness, even cognitive behavioral therapy, they like teach you how to deal with your symptoms and the progression. You know, I mean, that's really important to have that whole entire healthcare system supporting you and your disease. I mean, it's essential. Yeah. yeah. And having things in place because things do happen. Like, you know, you, you get hurt or you have stress in yeah. your life or something and that is going to bring up your symptoms. You need that team in place so that when something does kind of fall out of place, you know mm -hmm. who to go to and you're 100%. not starting from scratch, like right in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had some Parkinson's clients with me for two years because they just like the support. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk every other week and it's like this good support system and I can kind of steer them in the right direction when it comes to physical therapy, sending mm -hmm. people your way, yes. or sending people <laughs> to physicians that I really trust, you know, like those things are really important to have a support system to keep you positive and to keep you uplifted. Because if you're just like dealing with your symptoms and are on Facebook looking at the doom and gloom, Yes. You're going to feel worse. I mean, that's just the reality. You need that hope. You need that uplift, you know, uplifting environment around you and support system above and beyond just your family and your doctor. Yeah. And not all support groups and, and groups are created equal. I think, yeah. you know, it's, you know, there, yeah. you know, you want, you, as you said, you want a group that's like looking forward and ahead and how can we help each other and how we can help how can we help ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's important to have a, a sounding board. Of course, like when things, you know, it's important to have that sounding board, but you always want to have the person who's going to be like, okay, this is where you are. And yeah. how are we going to move forward from here? For sure. Yeah. For sure. You have to have community. I mean, community, yeah. I mean, we have research to show community is essential to Parkinson's. Yes. Um, and reducing progression. So any way you can find community, but you have to find the right community. Like yes. you said, like a community that will uplift you and support you and tell you what are the solutions and how to build you up um, instead of just kind of wallowing in the symptoms that are very, very hard. You know, like we already know it's hard, but what can yeah. we do to make it better? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and finding that support community is so essential to guide you in that as well. Yeah. So what do you think when you're working with people yeah. and they're like, you know, they're making changes or so they're struggling to make changes. What are some of the biggest barriers that people have that you have to work yeah. through yeah, um, that's a good to question. making those changes? Yeah. So symptoms, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big one. So if you don't feel good, it's hard to exercise, right? Yeah. So we take those baby steps, even if you just go outside and get some sunshine for 10 minutes a day is a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. If you could walk even five minutes on top of that, huge benefit. So what are the baby steps that you can take to get you to where you want to be? So I find symptoms are a big one. Also family members that might not um, support the lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. 
So let's say the wife has Parkinson's, she's trying to create these dietary changes, but her husband has ice cream and cookies and it's all over the house, right? It yep. has to be a team environment and support system. And I'll even work with the husband if we need to, to get him on board and get him supportive and just kind of create those boundaries within um, the behavior change. Like, hey, can you just keep your ice cream at work or whatever needs to happen to get her to a place where she's better able to create those changes. Or maybe just one thing a week instead of like three or four things in the house at all times. Yeah, exactly. So just trying to find what works for the couple and the family um, to better support them. Symptoms, family, I mean, those seem to be the biggest ones. Environment, just, mm -hmm. you know, not having a healthy environment or not having good relationships to support you. And we work through all of that stuff, even nervous system dysregulation, neuroplasticity, getting your nervous system into that parasympathetic nervous system um, to find healing. You know, like if you're just in that sympathetic nervous system, it's really hard to create behavior change. You need mm -hmm. to be in that parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. And that's what I work on with clients first and foremost. Because again, really hard to create behavior change if you're just kind of spinning your wheels and super stressed about your symptoms. So as far as supplements and things, oh, yeah, yeah. So Ooh, what are I some of the biggest things that you feel like people should be doing that yeah. they're not doing? So there's certain supplements that have been proven to help based on like Dr. Mishley's studies and mm -hmm. some other studies, um, but vitamin D, omega threes. Mm -hmm. Um, B complex. NAC is a big one that a lot of people don't know about. Do you know about NAC? I don't know. There's been a lot of studies with it, with Parkinson's and reducing progression. Okay. Um, so I usually recommend 1200 milligrams a day, 600 in the morning, 600 at night. Um, EPA and DHA is really powerful. Lots of studies on that fish oil to reduce mm -hmm. neuroinflammation, help with symptoms and reduce progression. Um, CoQ10 is another one that's been proven okay. to help. Um, thiamine is really mm -hmm. interesting. I have a whole YouTube on that because um, it's needed for dopamine, um, creating dopamine. Mm -hmm. And most Parkinson's patients are really deficient and it's been shown to really help with symptoms. Um, right. There was a study with doing thiamine injections like over the course of, I don't know if you've ever seen that study. It was over the course of, I think three months, mm -hmm. um, but a hundred percent of patients in there had significant reduction in symptoms a hundred percent wow, wow. Yeah. there's not a lot of studies that have a hundred percent yeah and it makes sense like we understand the mechanism and the genetic component to that mm -hmm. um so that can be really really helpful again talk to your physician before you take any supplements disclaimer yeah um because i don't know your medical history i don't know what you're already taking um, and there can be some interaction. So make sure to check with your physician or your dietitian, for that matter um, before you take any supplements. But these things have been shown to reduce progression. There are studies mm -hmm. that show us that. So again, there are things in your control that you can do to help prevent progression and help your symptoms. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. CoQ10, vitamin D. Um, I think that's it in terms of like specific supplements. Yeah. And I think it's also important to say, you know, not all supplements are created equal. They're, 100%. they're not regulated the same way pharmaceuticals are. Yeah. So how so, do you know you're getting like what you're actually trying to get? Like, how do you know yeah. you're not just taking a sugar pill? 
So many companies have independent lab testing if they're a mm -hmm. provider brand. And I only recommend provider brands because I don't trust anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the provider brands are like Metagenics, um, Pure Encapsulations, Thorn is another good one. So make sure you get it from a good brand. Don't just get it at the drugstore. Mm -hmm. um, they're not efficacious and we don't know really what's in them. <laughs> you yeah. need to have that independent lab testing to really know what you're getting in, for supplements for sure. Okay. Jigsaw is another really, really good one and one that okay. I recommend to most of my Parkinson's clients. Okay. They make something called Jigsaw Ultimate that has like morning and night packs, but it has curcumin, CoQ10, time release magnesium, time release B complex, multimineral nice. complex. It's really, really good. And like the proper amounts of EPA and DHA, um, mm -hmm. like 3000 milligrams, which is hard to get. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's a really good one. Um, it's what I take personally too. It's great. I was like, maybe I need to look this up for me. Yeah. So <laughs> Jigsaw, Jigsaw is a brand I really trust. Um, it's not a provider brand, but they do have independent lab testing okay. and just their formulations are so good. I mean, they're so much better than a lot of companies. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, but curcumin is another one I didn't mention. Curcumin has been proven to help with neuroinflammation mm -hmm. um, and help with Parkinson's symptoms. So that's another good one. I'm trying to yeah. And why don't we talk a little bit about the inflammation? Because I feel like that's yeah. something you know people don't always like. I mean, you understand inflammation when you see it. So you know mm -hmm. you get a cut or something, and you see that the area is inflamed. But I don't think people right. realize that there's inflammation going on inside that you mm -hmm. can't see, and it's truly affecting everything that happens. Yeah. So, I mean, neuroinflammation is at the root of Parkinson's symptoms. Mm -hmm. And we know that diet decreases that low-grade inflammation and can improve symptoms. So there's been studies on like the, Mediter the Mediterranean diet, um, high in fruits and vegetables, high in whole foods, helping with neurological disease. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with Dr. Terry Walls? Yes. Yeah. So she has some really great resources about like how to eat to support like your mitochondria function in your brain. Um, and that's kind of the model that I use with patients because it's really effective to eat lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of, you know, leafy greens, lots of cruciferous vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, if I was going to give everyone one word of advice, get a serving of greens and a serving of cruciferous vegetables every day. Um, okay. That is like the one thing in your diet that, you can implement that can create huge change um, in how you feel. So, but yeah, I mean, and that's somewhat simple. It's not like you would every meal. You're not saying you no. eat it every time you have a meal, just like yeah. one a day. One a day. Each. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe having fish like three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, I made a video on Parkinson's nutrition. Like what are some things to just add into your diet where mm -hmm. you don't have to do some big dietary overhaul. You can make those sl slow, sustainable changes um, that can have a huge impact over time. I want to thank Casey for sharing all of her knowledge about what functional nutrition is and about some of the positive impacts that diet can have for people with Parkinson's disease. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Casey's contact info and the resources she spoke about are in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Make sure you tune in next time when Casey and I continue our discussion about neuroinflammation and strategies to help manage that as well as how you can get the most out of your interactions with the clinicians that, with whom you work. Have a great couple weeks. Thank you for joining me this week on the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast. New episodes are released every other Wednesday, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a show. You can also follow me on social media at the links posted in the show notes. 
Thanks again. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and shouldn't be used as personalized medical advice.